What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Glenn, how are you? I'm good. I want to share a really crazy piece of information about sleep that I think is important for all of us to understand, and it's certainly one that was shocking to me, and sleep is going to be the essence of today's episode. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I found an article that revealed a recent study that said that sleep-deprived people have bad memories for the good stuff, but good memories for the bad stuff. And I want us to think about the times in our lives where we've woken up on the wrong side of the bed and it seems like everything that day seems to go as bad as it possibly could. And I think that we've all been there before. I certainly have. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) And when we wake up on the wrong side of the bed, the first thought in our head is usually a negative one. And I thought that this study was so profound because not only do I feel it to be true, but I've also experienced it to be true with other people. And when we have had insufficient sleep, not only do I believe that that impacts our cognitive function, but it also impacts everything that we do throughout the day, our entire essence of function. If I were to label one single element of my life that I want to make sure is on point more than anything else, it is most definitely my sleep. And <laughs> lucky for me, I, I've developed a very good sleeping ritual, one that I know a lot of people are envious of, Clint definitely being one of them. It's for me literally a switch now that I can flip and boom, I'm out. We call it, our, I call it her instant sleep. She could lay down and fall asleep instantly. And I'm sitting there tossing and turning and it frustrates the hell out of me. (laughs) It's definitely a superpower, but as with all good things in life, it is something that I wasn't just gifted. It is something that I learned that I needed to work on. And this must have been probably a good 15 or so years ago because I remember Speaking on this to you, Clint, at the onset of us even getting together, there are many things that I do in my sleeping practice that aren't typical of a lot of people. I do a lot of um, nerve stimulation and anti-sensitivity exercises, meditation. There's a lot of things that go on for me that I have practiced so immensely that now it is a practice that takes very little time for me to do. I don't just close my eyes and boom, I'm asleep. I do a lot of mental work before I actually go to sleep. And that is why I can call it a superpower now because I I have definitely worked on making it so. And that's a conversation for another time. There's a, an author by the name of Michael Bruce and he wrote a book called The Power of Win. And I'll link that in the show notes below. It is one of the most incredible books that you'll ever read. And in this book, he identifies different chronotypes, and we've discussed the chronotypes on our show before. And I used to feel bad about my sleeping schedule. I used to feel bad about the fact that around 7 p.m. at night, I need to go to sleep. And around 3 a.m. in the morning, 4 a.m. in the morning, I need to wake up. And I say I used to feel bad about that because 
The rest of the world doesn't operate on that schedule unless you live on the East Coast, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty awesome considering that most of the people that I interview on this show live on the East Coast. And I, I used to feel like I was missing out on things and pressured to align my sleeping schedule with that of what I thought was normal. I thought it was normal for people to go to bed at 10, 11 o'clock at night. I thought it was normal to be able to sleep in until 10 in the morning and no matter how much I tried to stress myself, I could never follow into that category. And in the book, Michael talks about our chronotypes, and I was able to better understand not only my sleeping schedule, but how every other functioning facet of my life revolves around that sleeping schedule. And once I understood that, then it made it easier for me to accept myself and my, my natural sleeping tendencies for how it is. And I think it's important for us to all be able to recognize that we have a baseline. There is this beautiful element of these human bodies that we live in, and it's called homeostasis. And I don't know for you, Clint, or maybe as you listen to this, there there seems to be this number on the scale that we see more often than any other number on the scale. And it doesn't matter how much you work out or what your diet is like, eventually, your scale will always go back to that number. And that's because our bodies have this level of homeostasis when it comes to our weight. And we're constantly trying to get back to what our body thinks is the most optimal level. And there's there's many things that we can do to change that number. But that same level of homeostasis also exists, exists within our sleeping pattern. And for me, I know that that is the, the chronotype that I am that is very much the level of homeostasis where my body naturally exists. My biological clock, biological clock meaning our circadian rhythm, when we should be asleep and when we, sh we should wake up, I am a lion, which means that I want to be out there hunting and prowling around in the very early hours of the morning. And for me, the way that that's transversed into reality, since I, I don't have to be a hunter and a gatherer, is for me to use that optimal time in the morning for me to be creative. And when we understand that there's a certain sleeping pattern that we all have, and we're able to make adjustments, and we're able to accept that for ourselves, and we no longer need to feel guilty or bad or compare ourselves to other people, because their homeostasis level when it comes to their sleeping pattern is not going to be the same as yours. There's a vast majority that have a relatively, quote, normal sleeping pattern. That's why we have these eight or nine to five jobs. That's why we have hours for restaurants and things like that and why they're open later on the weekend when we can force ourselves to stay awake a little bit later, which I actually never recommend. I believe that there should be very rare opportunities when we should force ourselves outside of that homeostasis because when we do that, well, what happens? It results in us feeling like shit. We need to catch up on our sleep, which there is no such thing. There, there's been studies to prove that there's no such thing on being able to catch up on sleep that we might have missed. And it's inevitable sometimes because perhaps you have a job that will force you into a different sleeping pattern that's outside of the habitual level that you would rather be in. And you certainly could challenge yourself for that, but I would actually challenge you to find something else that actually fits into your natural sleeping schedule, which that might sound offensive to some people. That might sound ignorant to some people. However, I know an officer who just told me this morning that he decided to get out of his career in law enforcement and that being one of the very reasons. It didn't align with who an, 
of course, he didn't go into like a clinical explanation like I am, but very much so. It didn't align with his level of homeostasis and his level of operating as a, a being in this vessel of a body. And it's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. And I know so many people who have been combating that, especially since the whole George Floyd debacle. And I think it's definitely something for all of us to be able to consider. Yeah. And, I, and as you're speaking on this, I really start thinking about my own sleep patterns. And I've adapted my sleep patterns to really kind of align with yours because it it works. And it works for me in a lot of ways because we can fall asleep naturally at, say, a given time or when you're tired, but then we wake up nine times out of 10, we both wake up before our alarm ever even goes off. It means, and we're awake, it, we're ready to go. I mean, mentally, I'm not always ready to go like, yeah, you are, but, but physically, like I can get up and start moving around and, and I'm, it feels natural to just wake up and just start progressing with the day at that point. Yeah. And the important aspect here is for us to just understand those patterns within ourselves. Even if you don't, even if you don't buy that book and read it, it's important. We all have an understanding of what that baseline is for us. We all know what our sleeping patterns are based on the way that we feel. And we also need to consider contributing factors that impede that, whether it is forcing ourselves to stay awake and sometimes we don't have a choice, but it can also be things like eating too late at night or the lack of physical exercise that we have also has a great deal of impact on our sleep quality. But Sleep is literally the number one key essence. If all that you focused on for the next 365 days was to make sure that your sleep was as, as on point as possible, I think that our lives would improve dramatically. And not only that, but I also think that the angst that we have towards one another would also improve. Because how many times have you gone into the department or gone to work and somebody's just a fucking dick. <laughs> and it's probably because they didn't get adequate sleep the night before. And understanding that, you know, we we're going to be doing another episode on Monday about understanding our reality versus the reality of other people. And this is a perfect segue into that. So um, go ahead and check that out. And I'm going to wrap it up here. So as always, if you've gotten any value out of today's episode, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.